Welcome to Heritage Tree, where we talk about heritage care and development for people and organizations. And now to our host, Dr. Dina Michelle Roscoe. Welcome to the show. Today we're going to talk about coaching for dialectics. What are dialectics? Well, those are that tug and pull that you might feel going on when you're engaging a season of change. Let's talk about rocks. Rocks is a good metaphor for this conversation. I was inspired by reading my son's children's Bible one morning, and there was a section where it talks about that God tore the veil, and the earth shook and the rocks split open. This was like a reference from earlier times with Moses when God told him to strike the rock and water came out, and then when Moses in temper struck the rock and water came out, and then he got in trouble for that. What changed in that situation? There's a lot of metaphor about rocks and foundations in the scriptures. There's that parable of Jesus about the man who built a strong foundation that withstood the storms of life that railed against it, whereas the man who was in a hurry who built a foundation out of sand, and when the storms came, great was the crash of that house. What does this have to do with organizational coaching? Well, we can learn a lot from our spirituality and faith-based practices for sure. But in this case, we can talk about this idea of what is to happen when you when you want to deal with a change in your life or you're in a situation where you feel really, really frustrated and there's a sense of stuckedness either with yourself or in the organizations that you live in. It could be the organization of your family. It could be the organization of your workplace. It could be the organization of your HOA. It could be the organization of your community, like a church or some sort of civic service or nonprofit organization. There are so many organizations that we are in. And we're not just in them as if it were a container. We're part of them. And we're all part of them with other people that are built with structures and norms and systems and all of these things that affect our day-to-day life. You might find where you're experiencing a tension or a dialectic in your life by asking yourself some questions. Where do I feel the most frustration? Where do I feel the most stuckedness? If there was one thing I could change about the situation that really frustrates me, what would it be? And if I weren't feeling frustrated about this situation, how would I feel? How do I want to feel about this situation or this person or this organization? If I could imagine a possibility of what could change or how things could be better, what would it look like? What would it be? What would it feel like? What momentum and energy do I think needs to happen to take place to move this rock forward? So back to rocks. In my group session, sometimes I use an icebreaker at the beginning to help everyone get on the same page. And if you could imagine some of the rocks that you're carrying around with you, 
Sometimes my son and I, when we go on walks or hikes, we find a nice rock and we might put it in our pocket. We might leave it. We might paint it when we get home or we might put it in our garden. We might put it in a jar or again, we might just leave it where we found it depending on the place. Sometimes we have little rocks or pebbles in our shoes that hurt. They're not pleasant. They're not fun. They're not imaginative. They don't put us in this parasympathetic pause of our nervous system where we can rest and digest, where we can relax and, ma- and imagine when we're not in this sense of a, a point of pain that's motivating us to hurry up or fix something or get into our analytical mind. That's the sympathetic nervous system. So little rocks in our shoes. Ouch. I need to stop right now and get it out before I walk any further. Sometimes our rocks are much, much bigger. We were at the river yesterday in our heat wave and swimming in the ice cold water. And there were chunks of concrete that had been just mistakenly dripped and poured down there from the original design of the place. And Everyone stayed away from that corner of water because why? You could stub your toe and skin your knee and it would just be very, very painful. And so sometimes these kind of rocks give us warning, stay away. And they were actually put there by error without regard for that space or the use of it. And so people many years later were affected by this lack of foresight. Sometimes we have landscaping rocks. We did a landscaping project on the side of our house and we were taking out this weeded area and putting down river rock and there was an old stump in there that needed to be taken out and all of this took planning and time and it seemed like the preparation was longer than the actual end vision of having those rocks laid and looking better. We had to spend a lot of time planning that and My husband went back and forth to the store to load the car with all these rocks for this little space. So sometimes rocks can improve a space, but it might take a little bit of planning. And the larger your landscaping boulder, it might be a one to two man or woman lift to get it to your house. Other times, rocks aren't as fun. You might have one put a hole in your windshield when you're driving, Then there's those rocks, those larger boulders in our lives. They might be our emotions. They might be a challenging or distressing experience. They might be a relationship. And we wonder, why is it not moving forward? Why am I not moving forward? Why am I not accomplishing the goals in my life? Why is my relationship a certain way? Why won't this person come on board? And what we find, these boulders can involve huge challenges, it seems, with motivation or commitment or even smaller skills that we don't realize, like if these are little pebbles under our feet when you're going down a hike and the terrain is dry and so they're slippery. We don't have the skill yet, maybe, to do time management, to set a vision and then break it down into goals over time and schedule those. But those larger rocks, those larger boulders, if we're trying to push those on our own, we might have the motivation to push them, but it's just too big for us. We might need to ask for help. We might need to find tools for making levers so that we can move it and position it. We might need an excavator or something to move it around for us. Or we might need to decide to walk around it and find another way 
then we have situations where we might have trauma living inside of us and it feels like the boulder is inside of us or worse that we're squashed under it, especially if that trauma happened from someone else towards us. That can be very challenging, but definitely doable. And yet these boulders seem so very real and heavy in our lives. I want to bring it back to faith for a moment for a word of encouragement of who said he was the rock of ages. That's God, right? And also, where does it say? Did King David say, I shall not be moved? Who shall not be moved? Is it the boulder or is it me? There comes a point where we need to come down to a decision in our life about some area that's causing us some kind of stuckness, some kind of hurt. And we can decide, you know what? I'm going to be the rock. I am not going to be moved about fill in the blank. What is it for you that's your ideal vision for your future? What is it that you value? Where are you inspired? And in these moments, these kind of questions are dream and imagination questions. They're to get us out of that sense of stuckness. They're to try to help us to restore hope that rocks and boulders aren't the only element in this universe. They're not the only dynamic in our lives and also in our organizations. And also, let's extend this grace to other people, that our rocks and boulders don't define us. So back to the icebreaker. I have people, I say, hey, these are your index cards. Let's draw a picture. I'm big on index cards. I like to keep it as low tech and simple as possible. Draw on your card the size of the boulder and the shape and how many are in your life. And you don't even have to label them. You don't even have to tell us what it is. You don't even have to analyze that today. That is not the purpose. But let's just draw it. Draw it down. The purpose is for yourself to be aware of the rocks and boulders and sand even. Even sand and shoes can be annoying. The sand that you're bringing with you today. And let's visualize that for yourself and for your neighbors that they could see, that you can see what each other's bringing to the table. Why? Because we lead and live from who we are and from the sometimes rocks and boulders and sand we're dealing with. Here, we might even have this dialectic of permanence and impermanence. We might think that the rocks, boulders, or sand are permanent or impermanent. But remember, there's only one permanent rock. As a Christian, I believe that that's God, the rock of ages, and Jesus as the cornerstone, the foundation. And I recognize not everyone believes that. But for me, that helps ground me and center me. So often what stalls us or situations or relationships are our own motivations or commitments, they can seem heavy and permanent, but a shift is always possible in God's universe. We can set the stage of our interaction in our group coaching sessions by visualizing what empathy can look like in a simple way. Coaching can provide that supportive environment to put our decisions to the context of our lives and reframe our loads by changing our perspective 
such as our limiting beliefs or mindsets of what is possible beyond the rocks, sands, and pebbles that we carry with us or the boulders that we're trying to push around in our lives. What about you? If you were to take out a piece of paper, a napkin, whatever is nearby you, a post-it, index card, if you're like me, and draw what rocks, boulders, sand, pebbles are in your life. Some of you might be like, well, all I got are seashells today, honey, and I'm happy for you. I applaud you. And maybe just be aware that other people around you might not have that same positive element in their life and not yet. You could think about in your time in life where you felt stuck or imagine what you might do, or it could be positive. It doesn't always have to be negative. It could be imaginative. What would you do if you had a lot of rocks and what would fun would you make out of them? A lot of people, especially moms in my area, go on this trail at a nearby forest park and paint rocks and they leave painted rocks everywhere. And our city does a find a painted rock day, you know, where they promote the city and it's a lot of fun. So there are lots of possibilities with rocks that are good too. It's a matter of realizing that there is that permanence and impermanence, but also we can make beautiful what rocks, pebbles, sand, or that we carry with us or the boulders in our lives, we can at a certain point decide what to do with them. Thank you for joining us. If you like what you heard, tip us at the link below and inquire, subscribe, and shop our merchandise label of Heritage Tree and Heritage at dinamichellerosco.com and dogwoodgroup.io. Come back again when we gather around the Heritage Tree. 